0: Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. And I'm Rainey.
1: Welcome back to the podcast, pals.
0: Week 10 of quarantine.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know what trying what noise I was making. I was exasperated. <laughs> Just exasperated.
0: Um, this week we have Sarita. Yes. She was our
1: very last episode of season two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the conversation might feel recent, but yeah. sorry. No, that's okay. Um,
0: we are getting towards the end of season three. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I really love Sarita. And I think this is really a good recap. Um, she talks about being overseas when the pandemic started happening. Um, mm-hmm. And she gives us an update on black ballerina. Yeah. Here we go. Sarita, I'm so interested to hear about your because I know that when COVID happened, it was just kind of like it didn't seem like it was going to be that crazy. And then it yeah. all of a sudden, two days later, it was and then it just progressively got more and more intense as as the days went by. But you were in Brussels I was. kind of around when it was start. I don't want to say it was starting, but it was like starting to be in the news a lot. Yeah. So how, what happened? How was that? You were working on Black Ballerina, is that correct?
1: Yeah. So I was working on Black Ballerina and that was the first week of March when we were there. Um, so at that time in Brussels, it, 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 people were, weren't, were I mean, I don't want to say taking it seriously, but everybody was still living their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did do, I did do the residency, uh, with the CHI theater and workspace Brussels. And I did have two showings, but then as like the next week, the CHI theater closed down. Mm -hmm. And by that time in the next week, we had gotten back into the country and two days later, they shut everything down. Wow! Wow! So, so essentially, like we, like if we would have stayed in Brussels another week, we, we would have gotten stuck. Mm-hmm. That is. Might even, oh, sorry, go ahead, Rainy. No, no, you
0: go ahead, Corinne. Don't worry.
1: I was just going to say you might still be there. Yes. Like, like it was just by chance that we had booked our flights at that time. And it was just by like really just by chance. Like I feel so lucky when we got back. Once they put the the, the when they was they said everyone needs to come back. You, if you're away, you need to come back home. And we had just gotten back, mm-hmm. so it was it was really like I can't even describe the the feeling. Like I still feel so lucky that we weren't stuck, mm-hmm. that we didn't have to pay for another flight. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we were, we were in Brussels and it was, it was wonderful, but it's not home, you know, like you want, if, if you're going to be in quarantine it's self isolation, you want to have your pillow, <laughs> you want to have like your dishes and the stuff that you love. Mm-hmm. So I was really, really thankful that we, got back in that time and just by chance.
0: Was how was the cuz you knew everything was happening? Was there an overall like an over sense of like anxiety while you were trying to be so focused on this work that you've been creating for so long and and using that residency with good value? Was there ever any like distractions from everything that was happening?
1: No. Nobody was nobody was talking about it. Oh wow. At that time, nobody was talking about it. Like I had friends that were in Italy that were supposed to come to Brussels and they were forced to come back to Canada. But in in Brussels, nobody was talking about it. That's true. So so the my residency happened, everything happened. It wasn't like there was even a question about whether it would happen wow that's so
0: interesting it did just kind of happen overnight though I guess if like even we're thinking about it we tried to record an intro to the podcast and we were like we needed to re-record it because then two days later it felt like the whole world had shifted on on top of itself
1: yeah exactly yeah that's that's exactly what it was like and like even thinking about the content and thinking about the work for black ballerina it was like yeah it's I don't even know how to describe it. I guess how I feel now is like, I feel so lucky to have done that residency, to have had the opportunity to work, to have had the opportunity to be in uh, that space and to have undergone such a thing. And then it was like, like you said, overnight, Mm -hmm. everything changed.
0: Yeah, it was, it was really... That's crazy. That's so crazy that it just wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really being thought about at that point.
1: No, like I was saying to my students when yeah. I got back, it was like, we been traveling, like even going through like customs. Wow. They didn't, they didn't screen us. They didn't even, at that time, they didn't tell us that we needed to be in isolation. We were like, uh, okay, what? now we're back. It's and you know, people are saying people should be in isolation. So, I had gone to work for two days, and then I was like, oh my goodness, whoa! I shouldn't even been there. I should have. I should have been home. Mm-hmm. You know, because we had gone through Iceland to get to get back to Canada. So customs, they. At that moment, before everything had changed, customs was totally fine. Everything in Brussels, I said. I said to my students, they were walking around with open baguettes, (laughs) like, like like nothing on their hands, like no hand sanitizer, like. (laughs) How so funny? uh, (laughs) How was adapt? Because you teach
0: technique at the university at York University. Um how was adapting your classes? Because I was trying to think about how it it makes it easier I feel like when you're doing like a lecture to adapt your classes oh, yeah. and base off your grade marks. But for someone that's teaching their technique classes and I'm sure the a lot of the semester leads up to, you know, kind of whatever is being how dancers are looking at the end and how their technique has changed, etc. How were you adapting? Like were you teaching online through Zoom or or what were you doing?
1: Yeah, so when I got back, I taught for two days, and then the school closed down. So I said to the students, "What do you guys want to do? Like, because really, we only we don't have that much more. Like, we don't have many more weeks. That like the term's going to be ending, and it was like two or three weeks or something like that. It wasn't that much longer. Um, So I said." You know, we could reevaluate how we grade everything, or we could have you guys still uh, hand in a final project, and then I'll leave it optional for you to take class. And they said, "Yeah, we would still like to take class mm-hmm. as like an optional thing." So I taught uh, via Vimeo actually, because I was more familiar with the of uh, the framework of vimeo i taught through vimeo tuesday wednesday thursday and friday morning for 3 weeks wow <laughs> that's
0: so much teaching online and each class did you do like your typical hour and a half ho- like an hour and a half to 2 hour class
1: yeah. wow yeah
0: how do you do across the floor in that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: You don't. Yeah. you like a cardio blast. I call it the cardio blast. <laughs> I saw that you were
0: teaching Graham yesterday or two days ago or, or something still. Yes. How did you see that? Um, Just through like the, like the YDE girls who, who I follow and they follow me. Oh. But they had posted something that you were teaching a Graham class. And I was like, I thought their semester was over. And were you still teaching the students Graham yesterday?
1: Yeah. So just by request, the amazing students of the university were like, Sarita, we know that your contract is officially done, but we would love for you to continue to teach if you want to. And because teaching for me in this kind of setting gets, like I'm also exercising, I it's something for me to look forward to. It's, something that I enjoy. I enjoy doing the cardio blast. I stay in shape. I'm held accountable and feel like I'm getting something done during a week if I continue to teach. So yeah, even though the term is done, I'm still teaching every Tuesday morning. Wow. That's great. Some like semblance of a schedule is extremely helpful. Yeah. And even I was thinking for me personally, it's nice to be, I, 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 say this in quotations, be around the people, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and to do something familiar. So it is a gram based class. So it's something that it's familiar. We all kind of have an idea of what's going to come next and uh, the timing and counts of everything. So if it does happen that, on zoom because I'm teaching via zoom now mm-hmm. it does happen that the zoom cuts out it's we can keep going a little bit and then pick up where to where we are you know mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: how are you in doing it in your space like how have you changed your and adapted your space to make it accessible for these classes
1: my space is very small. <laughs> It is really, um, I would say it's like four by four, but I don't even know if it's four by four. Wow. (laughs) This is your new apartment, Sarita? Yes, this is my new apartment. (laughs) Um, So I teach in the living room. The first few uh, classes, I did knock over and like almost hit the TV and knock over various things on shelves um but uh I figured it out that you know if you if you if you're going to do some sort of grand bat mall you can do it to the front but then you have to change like you change your fronts mm-hmm. so there's a lot of changing of fronts that happens within the class
0: it's a very new way of working your brain totally in, in like a
1: completely different way
0: yeah, and working like where your facings are and like changing mid-movement to in like a grand battement, for example, right? It really changes everything.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, when you used to do like ballet and you'd have to like change your heel in the promenade <laughs> and things like that.
0: Now that's happening on the regular in your, in your gram class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so crazy. Um, how has, uh, has anything been affected with this? Like, had you planned to perform Black Ballerina this upcoming summer anywhere that's been affected from what's been happening? So
1: I have two residencies still that I need to fulfill for Black Ballerina in order to finish it. Mm. So last time we spoke, I had, I was getting ready to do summer works, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and through SummerWorks, I got an award which connected me to the Stratford Festival. Mm. Also, I was able to get the RBC Canadian Stage Creators and Residents Award as well. Mm-hmm. So those things, which uh, would help me continue to complete the full length work of Black Ballerina, are now on hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean with with things like Stratford and with Canadian Stage they don't know when they're gonna go back to work so I can like what I'm doing right now for Black Ballerina is I'm looking at the footage from Brussels and I'm looking at uh, the feedback and the comments and uh, like what happened there. And I'm also thinking a lot about sound design and duration of things. And these are things that I can do just on my computer without a studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't, yeah. Like I I was like, Oh my goodness. Like, what am I going to do? I don't have space and I love to move. I love in the studio, Mm -hmm. but what can I do instead? And those are the ways that I can continue to work on Black Ballerina, even though things are on hold with those residencies. Mm -hmm.
0: Something that I think is just so beautiful and like so educational, but what you just said is you, you just said that you had two more residencies to complete the full work of Black Ballerina. And I think that's super interesting because you have already been working on it for so long for, is it safe to say two years already? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so good for performers and artists and especially like younger artists coming up to know that like work takes a long time to be complete. And it's like constantly available to be modified and adapted based on current situations or circumstances or new information. And Mm -hmm. it's just so interesting to me that you've been working on this work it's been such a journey for you and it's, it's, um, it's modified. It's, it's changed a little bit and you still are, are not calling it a complete work you're, you're saying to finish it. And I, I just think that's like such a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. I think it's so important for us to remember that these things can take time. And I think that's one of the, one of the major things that I took from being at the Kai theater is you don't have to rush. Like, don't rush through this right now. Like, take the time to think about actually what you want to do. Let it sit for a couple of days. It will be all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, like, and I, I came back from Brussels and I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like, what if we always approached creation like that? What if we took it as like what if we always took creation as like an idea around like process and not like the end You gotta you have to get this finished now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I, I that I love like being in the studio like you. I love being in in process. That's like my favorite part. I love performing, but the the process and discussing the process and maybe that just comes with um like growing older as an artist you really start to like love being in process because you realize that there's not a lot of opportunity sometimes because maybe you have a deadline or whatever to just like sit and discuss with people and um go back and forth um but i i i think that like being within the process itself is like just as important and educational and wonderful as performing it
1: Uh but yeah like if you yeah like I just learned so much about not even working like like I it was equally learning about black ballerina in the like the the importance of black ballerina not only in Canada but it was about learning about the importance of black ballerina like kind of on an international level Mm -hmm. you know like and if I just only focused on the end results, I I don't know if I would have if I would have you know gotten that information and reflected on the importance and the necessity of work in different spaces and audiences in different spaces and also the points of privilege that I have to be in that kind of space talking about those kinds of things mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. what was the um cultural response to to black ballerina different from like th-
1: performing it in canada or states or anywhere one thing that keeps coming to my mind that i keep thinking about is the idea of land acknowledgements mm. and when I first got there, I wasn't thinking that I would do some sort of land acknowledgement or an acknowledgement before the actual performance happened. But then I was speaking with the artistic director of the CHI Theatre, and she said, you know, I think part of part of your work is the fact that in Canada, land acknowledgements happen to, you come together and you you talk about the history of the country. She said, that doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. It's even a big deal to even consider talking about the history of the country and consider talking about the, the terrible history of minorities in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that topic is rarely pro- approached. Um, so that that gave me a lot to think about. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to do some sort of acknowledgement. Maybe if it's not land, it's definitely an acknowledgement of where we are in Canada. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, where the world, I mean, the world <laughs> Where where Europe is uh, in comparison.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, so interesting how things that are presented in Europe, it's always interested me how how work sometimes that is amazing and when it's presented in Europe, the effects on it versus the effects of it being presented, you know, in Canada or or wherever else, not just between Europe and Canada, Mm -hmm. but also like, you know, further further places um this is just making me think sarita and do you remember i remember this because i remember you wrote an interesting article about it but this was like a while ago when we were at impulse tans
1: and mm. you know what i'm talking about <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this is what i'm thinking about right now is when we were at impulse tans and you wrote do you want can you talk about what had happened Oh,
1: my goodness. I am so happy you remember that. (laughs) I tried to find that article recently because I was going to put it on my website. Yeah, I I think I brought... OK, I didn't bring up the, I had brought up in a class,
0: act, a lecture one time, impulse tans got brought up and it was like the graduate students with the undergraduate students. And I was like, I mean, there are some like weird political things happening with impulse tans. I mean, like I know Sarita wrote an article. I don't know if it's available, but yes, please talk about it because it's, it's super interesting to me. OK, yes. So mention where impulse tans and what it is to people that also don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll, I'll do that if you want to talk about the interview Sarita. Um, Impulse Dance happens in um, Vienna, Austria and it's an international uh, dance festival that takes place there and they bring artists um, from all over and people are able to train um, kind of in like the old Arsenal building in Vienna and Uh, lots of dancers from all over the world go there and you can apply for, um, a program called dance web, which offers lots of people, um, like it's a massive scholarship that's offered through, through the, the training program. Perfect. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I went to Vienna and I was so excited for this summer program because, you know, people speak very, very highly of it. Mm -hmm. It's it's famous. Um, so there was one, it was during the first week, I believe, that I was there. They dance all day and then they have parties at night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and, <they're laughs> and so for this one party, during the first week, there was a white rapper in blackface and a dj and i looked around and i thought this would never happen in canada what the hell is going on oh my god so i started looking i started looking around like how is this how is this performer uh, how is it how is this happening right now i thought i was in a i thought i was in a dream so then i started talking to people and i i was i was saying like is this is this normal here that someone would 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 dress up in in blackface and rap like is this is this a normal thing because i'm feeling really really terrible Mm -hmm. and that night there were i spoke with minorities and i spoke with Not minorities. And the consensus was, we don't want to talk about it. Let's forget about it. Hmm. And all I could do was think about this action of not, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. Can you hear (laughs) it in my voice? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. All I could do was think about this action of not freaking talking about it. How could this be? So I was like, okay, maybe I maybe I need to write some sort of article about this. And I also, you know what, maybe maybe the party wasn't the best place to to bring up the the problems. So the next day I go to the where all the studios are, and I start speaking with people again. And I say, like, hey, like, are you like, did you feel really really terrible about that and like do you have any have any thoughts like I'm feeling like this wouldn't have happened in Canada I'm feeling like this is really wrong uh, in my country uh, how are you feeling and people that were part of DanceWeb said I don't want to ruin my opportunity I don't want to talk about it hmm. so crazy people have
0: like internationally did not matter where they were
1: from said all the same thing
0: yeah hmm.
1: mm-hmm. there's also that's lots of up.
0: international um people there from dance web
1: yeah. yeah that's funny. i don't want to ruin my opportunity i don't want to talk about it i'm a part of dance web or i'm a part of this program and i don't want to get in trouble so i don't want to say anything mm-hmm. you can't you can't don't ask me anything because i'm not going to talk about it
0: that's so crazy to me because I don't understand like how, how where they thought their opportunity? Did they think that you were going to like talk about it and then that oh the people that's I, what I'm confused about.
1: Like I think almost they thought they they didn't want to they didn't want to stir anything up mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. they just kind of wanted to lay low and not not talk about anything in fear that they would be penalized Mm -hmm. by doing that. i'm also so surprised that the festival thought that was okay like who hired that person and did they know that that was like their their shtick was well the parties were all curated someone knew that this was happening Mm -hmm. and the interesting part about all of it is the fact that i put the article online talking about my experience and like 800 people read the article Mm -hmm. Like, so it wasn't like it wasn't like I was like, I mean, am I going crazy? Oh no, 800 people read this thing like after I posted it. And what was the response from people reading it? Nobody wanted to talk about it in person. That's crazy. I, I
0: want to know because you didn't get a chance to obviously talk to the, the performer at all. Like, did he? No, I wonder. No. And do you know if that performer still like Have you researched them? Is they are, do they still exist? Do they still are they like an artist that was like What was their motivation? No is what I'm interested.
1: In. I have, I have no idea, none.
0: I think that I mean, like, it just kind of sounds like people. I mean, are uncomfortable talking about things, and also. In a way, like scared to talk about things that they they maybe they know is wrong or maybe they don't know. I guess like the real question is: is if that was if that is something that happens all the time in in Austria? I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: thanks. I, I I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest with you. After that experience, I was like, maybe I should quit dance. Really. Oh. Oh, I was so messed up
0: after that. I had no idea that that was how it affected you in that way.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I left and I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't for me. If people aren't going to talk about what's really happening, if people are going to hide, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't want to do this. Huh.
0: And have you? You've recently been trying to find the article to post it on your website. You said,
1: "Yes, yeah."
0: I'd be really interested yeah. in, in you, like in in that
1: discussion getting brought back now. Yeah,
0: especially with Black Ballerina.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I'm gonna try to find it. Thank you for bringing that up because that was like <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I wonder where I put that article."
0: <laughs> I knew that it was you had posted it on Facebook. That's where I had read it. And yeah. I was and right, and I was with. Sorry, no, that's okay. I was gonna say, and I was with you. Like I saw you a bunch of times that that during that um, that time. So that's also how I knew. But
1: yeah, and also right after that, I deleted my Facebook because people were harassing me <gasps> on Facebook about the article.
0: Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yes. How? Huh. Oh girl, that's. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs>
1: so interesting it was crazy i couldn't i was like i cannot believe this is happening to me i did del- i had to delete my facebook because people were people were like what like what are you doing why are you saying these things like i can't believe you would say these things like people from all yeah. like
0: all dance communities or, or people specifically from like the canadian dance community or just like the people that were at impulse were saying those things Um,
1: uh, the p it there were there was there were three people that had attended impulse that were like you 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 need to you need to stop talking about this stuff oh my god crazy oh
0: i i really i'm so interested to see if how or like how you find a way to incorporate that work in know in a set in black ballerina or just on its own i'm just super interested
1: yeah mm-hmm. what year did you go to impulse sarita sarita uh, I think it might have been 2016. That still feels like a crazy response for someone being outraged about blackface in 2016.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: feels hmm. mm-hmm. crazy.
0: Yeah. That really made me think about, so, and did any of those topics get brought up when you were in Brussels presenting the work? Any of those like, or did any of those feelings come back? Yeah, I was terrified. Yeah. I was
1: terrified. So, yeah, I did the Impulse uh, 2015. And I was like, you know, what am I? What did I just sign up for? Like, I know that I had this experience in Vienna and I left Vienna not wanting to dance again. Cool. Like, what is like, what is going to. What is this? What am I up against when I go to Brussels? And Seika, who is amazing, was like, You need to speak with this professor in Montreal. She used to dance for Toronto Dance Theater. She uh, spent a lot of time in Brussels and now she is a professor at Concordia and she is Black. So I met with angelique wilkie on hmm. uh, skype
0: angelique wilkie is the like the head of um mayday dance correct is that wrong is I'm any, sure. does anyone know sarita do you know i, I could google right now pardon i don't know what i don't know oh you don't know sorry i just wasn't sure if i could hear you i think she might be the The head of Mayday Dance. Am I wrong in saying that? Oh, sorry. Anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry, Sarita. Oh, it's fine.
1: (laughs) What's Mayday Dance? What's Mayday Dance? Stephanie. Riley Sims. Yeah. Uh, Melanie. Oh,
0: Melanie DeMure. Sorry, that's my fault. Is the head of Ah,
1: Mayday. I'm thinking of someone else.
0: Sorry about that.
1: Uh, Yes. So, Angelique Wilkie, assistant professor, contemporary dance. And she's a graduate of the School of Toronto Dance Theatre. And she also, I mean, she's performed uh, in Canada, but also sp- has spent a lot of time in Brussels. So my conversation with her in Brussels, this was during my time in Brussels, I said, you know, what, am I, what are these showings going to be like? What am I up against here? Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, here's what you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> you need to know that never has a person that is Black been connected to the Kai theater. Wow. She's like, you also need to know that um, lots of people there who who are of color... Don't connect themselves with the Kai because the Kai is seen as a uh, like it's seen as a uh, like a. I keep moving my arms. You can't see me. It's like a like a an elite thing. It's an elite thing. Um, and she said, "You, so you coming in here and you saying something. You are coming from a point of privilege." Within this space, mm-hmm. because people there, like Black people there, aren't like aren't connect like aren't affiliated with the Kai, like how you are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Can you explain? No, sorry, her? the Kai is is the where you did the the residency, correct?
1: Yeah. So okay. the Kai Theater is uh, like it's. um a huge theater space and also the Kai studios are connected to the theater space um yeah it's it's like the major theater space and institution mm-hmm. in Brussels um so you t- you talked to her and
0: the information was to just essentially that you were about to present something that would be confused or what was like the overall
1: not not be confused but just like when you're up like when you're thinking about doing your acknowledgement before when you're when you're thinking about what you're going to say in your q a's when you're thinking about your work just remember like that number one there won't be a lot of people of color in the audience and number two like this is a really, really interesting opportunity for you to say something in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Her. Hmm. And,
0: and like the response from everybody was exactly what she said, or was it different than what she had prepared you for?
1: Yeah, no, the response was, the response was, I mean she didn't say really anything like people are gonna be freaking out about <laughs> you and the content of your work. But people didn't freak out about the content of the work. People were really interested. There were lots of questions about, you know, not just race, but people that have different body types. Mm. You know, what is that gonna change for ballet? Will it ever change? Mm. So it wasn't it, it didn't just turn to be about race, it turned to be about the other deficiencies in ballet, not just about race, but about body type and about Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's so different abilities and like, yeah, like what we see on stage. Right.
0: And those are all questions that you are interested in exploring with with this piece. And that's do you think that's why like because there's this work can have so many Questions that get brought up for people, obviously, that just don't have to do with race, have to do with bodies. Is that why you continue to like dig further into it? Yeah,
1: I think so. I I think that when we talk about Black ballerina, we're thinking about like from my from my perspective, it's race based, mm-hmm. and then the second, it's body based, mm-hmm. body type based. You know, Um but th- but. It's not just about that, like, it's about how it it could be even about gender, like why, why us as female identifying people, do we always decide that we're going to try to fit into these environments and pretend to be someone else in order to make sure everything's fine and we're pleasing everybody?
0: Uh-huh. Mhm.
1: Mhm. It's so interesting. Like
0: that piece your piece Black Ballerina is so interesting to me and I think it's it's always so interesting to hear you talk about it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have much to say right now because I'm just like thinking about everything that we've been talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is a great place to end though.
0: Oh yeah. Sorry. I guess we're at 40, we're at 40 minutes. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Sarita, do you have anything that you wanted to say before we, I mean, cause this will be tacked on at the very beginning of your episode.
1: Um, anything else that you want to say? So I am Sarita and I am a Toronto based artist, uh, primarily dance. And I also am a teacher in the city. What do you want to talk about? I would love to talk about your summer works. Yes. this
0: piece that you've been working on for what feels like
1: how long? It's been a year. It's the same solo that you did at... um, Mm -hmm. So this is the same solo that I did at Dance Matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I did it at Dance Matters, it was real fresh and really just a bunch of ideas um, so, I just kind of put the ideas together for the Dance Matters stuff. And um, so, Summer Works, I'm going to be part of a triple bill okay, uh, in collaboration or in connection with the School of Toronto Dance Theatre, which is super exciting for me mm-hmm. because I am a proud graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to be part of the Summer Works Lab. Okay. Um, and then... Within that section, I will do again kind of like a second draft mm-hmm. of what I've been working on. And the piece is called Black Ballerina. Um, and then for the Citadel dance mix, I'll do like the official mm-hmm. This Is What It Is mm-hmm. Right Now, right. as we stand. So, what is this? What's the difference between a Summerworks Lab and a Summerworks show? Yeah, so the Summerworks Lab is often a chance for artists to come in and present some ideas and have feedback okay. through a Q&A afterwards or through a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. So you can come in and you can say, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I think I'm going to do. What do you think? And you can get immediate feedback mm-hmm. from the audience then and there. Wow. Um, another great thing about SummerWorks, which is a new thing that's happening is they are doing a partnership with, uh, OFFTA. OFTA or OFFTA, which is essentially a subsection of, uh, the huge Montreal dance festival. Uh, okay. And so I was able to go with Summerworks to Montreal last two weeks, two weeks ago. Okay. And pretty much present my work for international presenters. Wow. So I, yeah, that's a crazy opportunity that SummerWorks is now doing in partnership with Montreal Dance. Yeah. They're looking for work to bring other places? Yeah. So essentially what they did was they did this thing called an open studio series, um, which had, uh, some, which had summer works, but also a few other, uh, theaters that have artists in residence in them. And they had all of Sunday open studio series. Mm -hmm. So, like presenters from both Canada and internationally, okay, <clears throat> they were able to come in and watch right. what SummerWorks has done in the past right. and what SummerWorks is doing right now, this summer, in, mm-hmm. for, for this August. So it was a really great opportunity to get out there and talk about my work mm-hmm. and to kind of go through a pitch session because... That's not really something you're ever taught. That's not something you're taught, no. like, as artists, how to pitch quickly for presenters. Right. You know, what's important to the work and what's important to you and who says it, too. And you know? how you say it. And how you say it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So SummerWorks Lab is <clears throat> a place where people can have ideas and talk about them. It's less of an official show. Right. If that makes sense. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And this work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a title. <laughs> this work has got a title. Yeah. And it is very much about the title. It's a yes. statement. It right off the a, bat. It is a statement off the bat. And I kind of like that. I feel yeah. like you kind of... You, you, Kind of know what you're going to get into before you get into it. Mm -hmm. So uh, essentially this work was created through the Canada Council Explore and Create Mm -hmm. research creation section. Um, And I had thought that I had wanted to do something about my family history and something about my M.R.P. My Movement Research Paper is, which is essentially about Blacks and Indigenous people in Nova Scotia, Mm -hmm. because this is such a loaded topic, and uh, not a lot of people know about the history of both Blacks and Indigenous and the mixing of culture in. in East coast of Canada. Like, why didn't I learn about this as a child? This is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So black ballerina is essentially about my, my research and figuring out why I started to do ballet in the first place. Right. Like, I often think it's about systemic racism and it's about the unconscious ways that we try to fit in when we don't even know that we're we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. I think for specifically female-identifying people, we're born... Trying to fit in mm-hmm. it, it's, it starts really early. So I wanted to look at that and kind of think about why it why it exists, you know why mm-hmm. you know I, I think that we as Canadians think about. That the U.S. is so far away in terms of segregation and in terms of its history and racism and things like that. It's not that far away. No, it's only like two generations away. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that far away. And for me... I think I have an interesting perspective too, because not only am I from New Brunswick and I've spent time in New Brunswick, I've also spent time in North Carolina, which is where my mom lives and which is where I started doing ballet. So that is a a really loaded perspective too about what Blackness is, what indigeneity is, and what ballet is, and what that means to be in both in, in, in all of those worlds in two different regions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what the work is about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really uh, great to hear people's feedback about the work right um yeah can you talk about like geographically how both those places are different for you culturally sure so in new brunswick i was the only black person Mm -hmm. that attended oh sorry my cousin who is also black (laughs) so two black people attending (laughs) school there um elementary middle and then, so I went from being the only black person to being one of many black people in North Carolina. What age was that move at? That was 13, eighth grade. It's also like a very tough year. It's a total <laughs> tough year. It's like Puberty. crazy. Puberty, like, holy crap. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was. Like in that in of itself is like a crazy culture shock Mm -hmm. where you think you have a grasp on where you're supposed to be in society. And then you go just a two hour flight away and you're like, oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) And it was like immediately what? noticeable, like as soon as you stepped out of school oh, on that first so that day. That
1: first day they asked me why I, I talk like a white girl.
0: They oh. said,
1: you know, why do you look like that? Why is your skin so light? Why do you, where are you from? Why are you so weird? Oh God. And then it was like, oh, well, you know that you're light skinned, So you're supposed to be in the light people friend group.
0: Oh, so like status quo right off the bat, kind of.
1: Shadism. Yeah. Point oh. Like, yeah. Shadism. Here we go. Right. Yeah. So that's also this navigation that I explore in Black Ballerina. Yeah. How is it that shadism can be, you know, shadism exists? It's real. Mm hmm. And it's still going on. Wow. Yes. Did you come back to Canada then? Yeah. So after I graduated, I spent one extra year in North Carolina. And then I decided that I wanted to maybe explore teaching. School teaching. Like teaching dance. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, So I found out about the National Ballet School for Teaching Mm -hmm. and moved back to New Brunswick and auditioned for the school. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think also that plays, and I got into this school, Mm -hmm. um, I think that also plays into the title and who I am as a person. I, I liked to do ballet, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was a way for me to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. I liked to move. I liked to be in that atmosphere. And then to get into that school, you know, I never really thought... Right now I wonder if I'm the only Black mixed Indigenous person that has graduated from that teacher training program right upon upon listen to this upon doing the audition assessment right they said to me people like you don't fit in here are you sure you want to come to your face yeah Some, that came out of someone's mouth yeah yeah and then you still went to the program oh i was like yeah i do now i know i really do yeah. i want to prove you Freaking wrong! Oh wow!
0: Yeah. Wow! And growing up in North Carolina, and still like <laughs> you're like oh, dang, <laughs> right. cool, 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 you yeah. <laughs> and probably someone you still see today that you that yeah. said that to. Oh yeah. It must be kind of nice though, because you have received oh, like some nice. lovely accolades.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Like, <laughs> like, a couple years ago, I was like the. It was like the alumni speaker. I was the alumni speaker. Right. It's like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That person is still a part of the program. That person is still
0: a part of the program. Hmm. Have they ever discussed with you what they said, or have you
1: ever brought that up? No. to them? No, no, no. Lots of things happen there that are never discussed again. That right, <laughs> swept exactly. under the rug. <laughs> Sweep it fast, faster. Yeah, so <laughs> true.
0: Wow. Yeah. And was that the first time someone had said something like that to you in a dance or art sense? Oh
1: synth? no! In high school, they said if they were so. In high school, it was the the guys that uh that were part of the football team the black guys that were part of the football team and they would say like you gotta know your place like you gotta know that you're not supposed to be doing this dancing you're not supposed to be dancing you're not supposed to be doing ballet You got to know your place. Like, do you understand your place? And at this point, there wasn't, I mean, ballerinas
0: like Misty Copeland or anything to look up to, right? There was,
1: um, there was, oh, what's her name? There was one and uh, she was slightly before Mm -hmm. Misty Copeland. Yeah. Yeah. There was Ailey. Right. Right. Dance Theater of Harlem. Mm-hmm. Right. Put in the many institutions of dance, and you can only name two that have like lots of re- representation. It's an issue. Not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's not enough. No. When you look out, when you're on the streetcar, yeah. you see many people. Mm hmm. Many different people. Right. So why not when you're like at the ballet? This is, this is, yeah. This, yeah. This is Toronto. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like so shocking to me that some people, like that people in your peer group would say things to you like that. Oh like, yeah. Place. Yeah. You got to know your place. In a southern accent. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think they're speaking from a place of, like, oppression? Or just because... Oh, yeah. I think they're speaking from a place of, like... It's like you do what your parents have taught you to do. If your parents teach you that... Racism exists that you are only supposed to do this, this and this and speak to this type of person and that type of person. It's, it's all by familial. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot by familial, familial practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I don't really know how to describe it. So I don't even know if they were doing it because that's what they thought they should be saying or if their parents had taught them, you know what I mean? I I don't know how much of it was close to how they believed themselves in their identity versus how they were were taught for their
0: life. Right. And you're obviously your experience growing up with your
1: mother and your father's Yeah, it was different. Yeah, yeah, that is also a huge thing too Mm -hmm. about how you identify in the world, especially during that time. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I have two dads Mm -hmm. and one mom. Mm -hmm. And being out and having two gay and having gay parents was also not in Mm -hmm. so it was a double enclosure of "Ah." yeah (laughs) right (laughs) you know yeah right how
0: i guess it's this is a hard question for you to answer but what was it exactly that made you persevere and see something that was beyond what you were being told
1: Oh. I think it's like the the need to want to prove someone wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah it's a it's a really good question. I don't know if I can really answer that because it's sometimes I feel like we. Just do things. I, I don't know if I, I, I don't right. know if I can answer that. Yeah. That's a really good question. You stumped me. <laughs> <laughs> because like, this is, this is what I, I think about in the solo is, is, is it, was it me actually consciously thinking mm-hmm. I want to do ballet and I want to do, uh, I like, I want, I want to go against the grain and right conscious and i know what i'm doing every single time but i don't think it's like that at all like sometimes you're just making decisions you're just making decisions you're not really living your life yeah you're not really thinking about how politically charged something is right yeah yeah just
0: doing it you know yeah Mm -hmm. but there's obviously a quality in you that was making these decisions
1: yeah Yeah. right so it's yeah for sure And I mean, let's not like neglect the fact that these decisions right now in my career are being made. These decisions would have never been made when I was an emerging dancer. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. Mm Wow. i so drink this coffee. I'm mean, gonna drink this coffee. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you talked about a little bit before about my thing. I'm sorry. So that's not your fault. I'm just <laughs> going
1: in the wrong direction. <laughs> Maybe if like
0: oh, nice. I yeah. go a <gasps> stay. <the> question again. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you talked a little bit about before about from a young age people are trying, especially young women, mm. are trying mm-hmm. to fit
1: in. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do I feel about trying to fit in? Yeah. Uh, it feels like it's something that's constantly evolving and it's constantly fluid. Because um, I can remember trying to like not fit in as a, as like a kid and try to being like one of the boys, but that's also just like another way to fit in with a different right. group. Right. And now that looks different now. Right. Or you're like trying to fit in at work or you're trying to fit in yeah. with your, like your partner and your partner's friends or yeah. just like walking down the street when you don't want attention, trying to like blend in. Yeah. And every day it's like something different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes like, how conscious it is, yeah. Especially like living in downtown Toronto, and like living with in very prox- close proximity to a lot of people that you don't know, and like what you do to stay safe in like that kind of situation mm-hmm. on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is usually not this loud in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's going on there? Oh, well, there it is.
0: I feel like people, certain people, I notice it in myself are like chameleons. Yes. Like
1: some like people, women are chameleons. Yeah. They? Yeah.
0: You can like women put them. Yes. In certain groups, and they can immediately, within thirty seconds of having a conversation with a certain group of people, yep. be able to master how they're speaking. Yes. Specific mm-hmm. wordings that are.
1: Yes. Slang. You notice that you pick up things from different people depending yeah. on mm-hmm. who you're integrated with. You're like
0: saying, doing the same hand gestures or you're doing the same like phrasing. mm -hmm. Yes. Super specific where they take pauses Mm and sentences. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think some people you can really drop down in the middle of anywhere and they can kind of really find ways and whether that's subconscious or not. Right. It's, it is pretty interesting. And it's like part of, I think like a business tactic as well that they talk about Mm. in, I think a few books about how, um, like, body mirroring or, um, voice mirroring is a way to get people to like,
1: like you, like you. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you notice that when you travel, you start to speak like you live there? Yep. Yeah. I do that too. Mm -hmm. Quite a bit. Mm -hmm.
0: And it would be interesting to see if it would be the same, or maybe this is a question for you, how it would be same in the same in terms of like movement vocabulary. Yeah. Right, like going from dancing in New Brunswick,
1: yeah
0: um to dancing in North Carolina to dancing yeah. at t v t yeah, and how those movement patterns created kind of like your own voice now, yeah totally do you do you have like when you're creating now, do you do movements and you can feel them from different parts of your life
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, like there's a section of the piece where I am in point shoes that's part of my identity and then there is a section yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah totally all of the movement is infused by my dance history and dance identity mm-hmm. all of it how all could it not be how can it not be right? yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think,
0: um, you said it before when you, if you were an emerging artist, do you think that you would have created a work with such a statement title?
1: Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And why is that? Cause I would be worried about not working again. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's about like the time frame that you came up in as an emerging artist or the fact that you would have been just a young emerging artist or like if you were emerging now in 2019, if I was emerging now in 2019, would I be able to make a piece and attempt to make the statements that I'm making now? <sighs> That's a good question. Cause we think we're pretty like open and- we think we're open and also there is more, I don't know if you saw this Now Magazine article about um, creating work around the victimized. Mm. I didn't see it, no, sorry. I haven't seen it, but I can guess what it talks about. Yeah, you don't have to to put this on, but it's just like a a really interesting article about this person who's doing visual art and they're talking about, like, how, w- whether or not they would be able to make the art they're making if they didn't talk about, like, the rape or if they didn't talk about right. all of the terrible things that happened in their life. They were ta- they're essentially saying, like, now is the time for this kind of work to be out. Mm-hmm. It's popular. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I actually have no idea what mm-hmm. the answer to that would be. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if I would, actually. I think I would be scared to. I think I would be scared that choreographers that live in this city or in the States, anywhere, that I would be st- Scared that my perspective would scare them. Mm -hmm. And then, therefore, they wouldn't want to touch me as an artist, collaborate with me as an artist. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think it's hard. Something that, like, doesn't often get talked about is that when um, choreographers choreographers are casting mm-hmm. they're choreographing on a person. Yeah. And when they cast a lot of the times they don't want to cast someone who has their own story already. Yep. Unless it's a specific sp- theme they're working with. Right. right? Or unless
1: it fits what they're looking
0: for. Yes. Yeah. If they're casting for their own idea, they want to find someone that's this chameleon that we kind of talked about, right. Yeah. Who fits into all these, um, boxes. Yeah. And can kind of just like blend in, yeah, right. So yeah, that would be interesting. And I also think like thinking about the idea of like maturity in work, right? right? Like this work is already all obviously like very important to you, yeah. and you want to give it really the respect and the everything it deserves.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it probably wouldn't be something you would be able to do if you were an emerging artist, or yeah. Yeah, right? It wouldn't have the same like weight. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, that's possible.
0: And it's your, so this will be your second draft of it with SummerWorks?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be my second draft. I'm going to play with text. Ooh. I don't know if it's going to be live text or if it's going to be recorded. Mm. I'm going to play with it. Yeah. And for sure, I'll be using some of the set pieces that I had in the original. The one, which is the the best one so far, is this thing called a powder shower. Been, oh, those are those beautiful photos with with the powder. Yeah. So there's like a. I I watch a lot of like RV camping. <laughs> car camping, (laughs) YouTube videos, like how-tos, like (laughs) how-tos. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but like we drove across, my partner and I drove across Canada in our small SUV. That's hilarious. So I'm really into like, did you like make a bed in the back? Mm -hmm. I made a bed in the back. <laughs> so there's a bed and there's like shelving underneath yeah. and the futon bed sits on top. Yeah. And then there's like side shelving. Like it's pretty awesome. So I'm always thinking like, how can I like renovate the car like even more? And, like, <laughs> and then <laughs> so then I was like, oh, this. It would be really really awesome if I could make some sort of powder shower. <laughs> How can I do this? This was originally for your camper fan? No, no, no. Oh, okay. This is this is now for the this show. is now for okay. the show. But it was learning from these RV videos okay. that I I went to my set designer, Wesley. I love him. <laughs> and I said, I have this idea can we make some sort of portable, easily foldable shower-like structure? So it's kind of like an upside down L. Put a flour sifter on the outside (laughs) and then can you figure out how the powder can go through the flour sifter? Right. He's just like, yeah, like, we could do this out of recycled material. Like this is going to be great. So <laughs> he actually had these bots that are like the size of your thumb. Okay. And the bot is attached to the the shower, the top part of the shower. And you turn the bot on, and the bot walks around inside the flower sifter and moves s- the, and and then moves will move the powder around, so the powder will come out and go down. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. Oh, Wes.
0: Yeah. So that's staying.
1: So that's staying. Right. Right. That's for sure staying. And then I have another section, which is called the wig hypnosis, which is me in this long blonde wig. And it, you, well, I never face front and you you watch the wig and the wig moves side to side and then the wig starts moving in different ways and then you realize that the wig is another being, another character. Mm -hmm. A blonde wig. A blonde wig. (laughs) It's important to have a blonde wig on many levels just because we're talking about blackness and hair and the history of black hair and then we're also talking about how how it is often so much so that the blonde female archetype is the one that we go to in terms of commercial, mm-hmm. everything, marketing, everything, mm. Barbie, childhood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. And the first draft and the second draft going to be quite different from each other. Well,
1: yeah, like the summer works, because it's the summer works lab, it allows me to just kind of throw everything at the wall Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it allows me to not have any sort of structure. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have a structure for dance matters. I felt like I had to have a structure Mm -hmm. like a finish, like some sort of finished. Yeah, yeah. And it was also just like initial state, like a, a first seed mm-hmm. of a couple of seeds. I would say that the summer work stuff is bigger seeds of what the actual piece is going to be, but it's not going to be like a, Yes, yeah, summer works is just going to be like a, a a really rough draft and not, anything that's pieced together.
0: How do you work
1: on something on
0: yourself? Ugh. How do you? I don't know. I just,
1: it's hard. How <laughs> <It's so laughs> do you? I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I work on other people. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard.
0: Even creating like a one to two minute thing. Um, you're just yeah. You can't see yourself really. You can't. Yeah. You can't see patterns re-
1: repeating. You can't yeah. see You don't know if you're just being self-indulgent the whole time. You don't. Hmm. It's I don't know how or why anyone does it. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> but you know what I found out? Hmm. Routine helps. Oh. What do you mean by that? Like routine, like going into the studio every day by yourself. Go. So I go up to York University. Shout out to York University. Who to who? Because they, are, <laughs> because be, yes, because they are like Susan Cash has been amazing, yeah. and I have access to the dance conditioning room. So I will go up there and work out on the reformer for an hour. Mm-hmm. And then I will say, okay, this is the schedule. As I'm on the reformer, okay, this is the schedule of things to do today. Mm-hmm. Just freaking do it. And then you're, you have your list there. Well, you better do it because you have mm. three hours in the studio. Yeah. And then you're done for the day. And also, like, I don't know if you've read this book by Jonathan Burroughs. Of course you have. Have you?
0: Mm-hmm. I, like I literally didn't even have to mention which one, and I was like, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, Like he's got so many lovely essays and like groups of essays, but and yeah. he
1: and he as a human being is amazing, mm-hmm. and is just like, yeah, just make some dance. Mm-hmm. It's I, about, And yeah. yeah, and also like in person, he's like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm talking about, and he is like. one of the greatest writers and creators. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so for him to be so nonchalant, it's, it's something that I always remember. Yeah. Nonchalant is, is that the right word? Yeah. that Cavalier. Right? Like casual, yeah. Casual, yeah. And it's okay if it's shit, and it's okay if it's not shit. Yeah, you have to be okay with either. You right. have to be okay with either, <laughs> yeah. and yes. I feel like he's really okay with either, and he understands <laughs> that every day is not going to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. No. So I always think about him too. Mm-hmm. It's just thinking, a stupid fucking dance. What am I just, just a stupid fucking dance? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I was thinking about a completely different uh, book, but choreographer's handbook yeah is that that's what we're talking about yeah i was thinking about that and i was thinking about another one that i read in university i think michelle gave it to us mm. it's He's all there. about like creating habits and creativity and that's where it really like flourishes yeah yeah it's so true mm-hmm. i was just reading um the subtle art of not giving a fuck <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> have you read this <laughs> i've seen people holding out to it oh yeah <laughs> And he's in one of the sections, he's talking about how habit and routine are so important for creativity. Ah. It's like a cycle. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't, you got to block it out and just do it. Just block it out and do it. And then you'll want to block it out and do it more when you start blocking out and doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So you go
0: every day to the university.
1: I, I did before I went to New York. Yes, right. but I will be next week. I'll start again next week. Will you be there?
0: I feel like I'm going to have to after this week because I have done absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> right? My st- last night, I literally fell asleep and was like, it's you're halfway through the summer and you have done nothing. And do you know what? It came to me like this. I <laughs> can't <laughs> Jolting middle, out of bed, I jolted. I opened my eyes and I jolted, and I was like, "Where's the CBD oil? I need more." <laughs> I was like, just give me another oh. hole. Just drink the bottle. It yes. be fun. <laughs> just hoping. drink it. Just drink
1: it. Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah. Yes, I'll,
1: hopefully, it'll be there.
0: But it's well, working on yourself is it's a challenge. It is. It really is. Do you just record and have outside eyes?
1: yeah so i have a wonderful outside eye also known as a movement Dramaturg. Mm. dramaturg church 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 sir <laughs> and who is it seika seika boy mm. she is the most wonderful person to be in the studio with. Do you know her at all? No. Oh my gosh, you have to know her. (laughs) She is great. She is a professor at U of T and also a graduate. Oh, don't quote me on this, but I believe she's a graduate of York university and all of her work is around uh, black history and social dance in Toronto, but she's also a dance writer for Dance Collection Dance. Okay. And
0: I actually think I, uh, Natasha Powell was talking to me about her. So that's how I recognize the name, but never met
1: So she did a wonderful exhibit at Dance Collection Dance called It's About Time Dancing Black in Canada. And then the same work was uh, shown at the Progressive Festival through the Theatre Centre. And I believe that the work is going to come back again. You should see the, uh, the exhibit. Yeah. It's really, really cool. But she's also a dancer, and she, is, she just knows a lot and sees a lot and she's a, often a um, a movement advisor for not just me but for other people like she's been a movement advisor for other choreographers around the city so she's able to say when you do this move it looks like this from this show are you sure you want to do that Whoa. or or yeah it's great Or she'll say something like, when you do this section, I have the following questions. One, two, three, four, five. And and so it's like, okay. Wow. She gives you real feedback. She gives you real
0: feedback. She helps you edit your work and question why sections are there.
1: Yeah. 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 I've been feeling like there's a lot of not editing lately. Agree. Interrupt. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Agree.
0: A lot of doing it for a cool, cool factor.
1: The cool factor is cool now. Uh, It's cool. Everybody's got to be cool. It's cool. Is it in? It's in and cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just because it's in and cool doesn't mean it's great work.
1: No. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean it am last either. Yeah.
0: Sure hate to say? No. no sorry. Yeah.
1: We're yeah. not allowed to have opinions about stuff.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: You're not allowed, or you are allowed to not like something that everybody else liked. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so doing it. Yeah. So I'm doing it and Seika has been great. Um, also my partner, Adam is really great. He'll come in and watch and he has a filmmaker perspective. So, that's always interesting. It's really interesting.
0: And this work's being made for a proscenium theater setting or...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Based on the content, that seems like that would be...
1: Helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just because lighting design is going to be crucial mm-hmm. or things like the powder shower right. or things right. like the wig hypnosis, mm-hmm. it, I, th- I think it's going to have to be done... In a theater. In a theater. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it. Go into the studio. List. Do Mm -hmm. it.
0: So so much faith in me.
1: (laughs) Just do it. Just start it. Mm -hmm. Just start it. It's the hardest part. It's the freaking hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that the filmmaker influence from your partner... Influences your work at all, or yeah, or do you like diverge? Oh, yeah, no, it, he, yeah, we're really good collaborators together. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brutally honest sometimes. I think filmmakers are, <laughs> yeah, there's also oh, <laughs> oh my. Goodness, sometimes I am I'll be like, can you just like say that in a different way? Because that just really hurt my feelings. Can you just say that? <laughs> can you say that in a different way? Or maybe tell me tomorrow when I stop crying, like, <laughs> that's so true. It's so true. I stop crying. Yeah. I can't handle it right now. Like I can't. <laughs> yeah. In a way though, is it isn't
0: better just to get it all out at once than just constantly? I mean, I
1: the honesty is great. I yeah. appreciate the honesty, right? But sometimes you just got to like roll it back and say it slightly different. Yes. Just roll it back. Just roll it back. Or just like think about what you're going to say. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. It is. It's that big dick energy. It's like you have no problem telling me how you feel and my feelings Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) You have no... I am crying. (laughs) I'm crying and it means nothing to you. <laughs> it's just saying your just saying your opinion. You just don't care. Yeah. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so I do feel so to answer your question. Yes, yes mm. I do feel like, like he does he he does affect the way that the work is going to play out. Right. But not to like in a crazy, no, a crazy extent. Like I keep reminding myself, you know, what I want within the work and mm-hmm. what's important to me. And we've battled quite a bit already about what should be and where. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's Yours. still mine. Yeah. They just see things in like a different way. Yeah. And like much more,
0: narrative. Yeah. And storytelling kind of
1: aspect. Yeah.
0: Which to me doesn't really, I is like secondary versus like what's happening
1: in the moment. Totally. Right. Totally. Yeah. But I also appreciate that perspective too, because I feel like, I feel like there can be an element of storytelling within dance. I, I I don't feel like that is Dead, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like, and I also feel like, in order to be accessible in some ways to people that have never seen dance, that's a great way to get them in. Yes, I mean,
0: Crystal Pike is such an excellent example. Yeah, of that 100, yeah, hundred percent. Contemporary movement, yes. or whatever you want to classify it as, mm-hmm. with a narrative background. Yeah, and it's being seen all over the
1: world and it's being seen all over the world with high reviews. There is a reason I'm, I'm, there is a reason I was going to say, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. There is a reason why that type of work is successful and sorry, successful. I put it in quotes, but successful to me means that you are able to present it more than once Right. To 10 people. <laughs> to 10 people. And
0: half the audience to dancers. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. 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 Like, yes. Is, yes. let's just like...
0: And also it's like, it's not saying that like, because yeah, you should do what art you want to do. But I think we have to be a little bit accepting of the fact that maybe the art that you want to do might not want to be...
1: People might not want to see. Exactly. And that's okay too. It is yes. That's okay. Yeah. That's, that just means that it's a different kind of thing yes but and you can have both you can have both mm-hmm. they can exist <laughs> oh my gosh they can exist <laughs> to think that they can exist together also to think that like the same person can make more than one type of art yeah oh my crazy goodness crazy that is crazy
0: yeah I do yeah that's crazy I think it's all possible and it's all like I don't what I don't understand is the idea of this um uh this idea of having your nose up in the air about work that follows narrative right right or that follows something that's easy to Mm -hmm. to follow um I think that's kind of when it gets problematic Mm -hmm. right when you think that Just because you want to work in this, like, maybe nonlinear way or this way of um, just movement or whatever, like, we just – discussed doesn't mean that your way's wrong, doesn't mean that our way's wrong, doesn't mean that your way's better, doesn't mean that this way's better. Mm -hmm. There's
1: no hierarchy to it.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't exist. I don't think hierarchy should really exist within an art scape realm, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Unless you look at ticket sales, but –
0: In which case, the ballet.
1: (laughs) In which case, the ballet. (laughs) That ballet. Which
0: we already discussed is
1: not a diverse audience. (laughs) Wee bit problematic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wee bit, wee bit problematic. I got into this long story with this teacher at a high school who teaches dance in high school. And she was like Sarita... One of the kids just came up to me and said, where are the black people in dance history? Yeah. Where are the black people in Canadian dance history? And she was like.
0: How do you respond to that?
1: Yeah. And she was like, this is one of the first times I just didn't know what to say. Wow. The kid stumped me. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of Canadian dance history is about is from a Europe. Eurocentric perspective right mm-hmm. anyway
0: even even when you get up to like university dance history courses yeah it's the exact same yeah I'm like trying to remember things I'm like cool Martha Graham Alvin right. Ailey yeah Bill T. Jones yeah uh, you know Jose Lamont. like
1: yeah it's very and like where is the Canadian like oh yeah also all of those people I just named are American yeah <laughs>
0: I'm glad I can even name Canadian dance history.
1: Yeah. It's true though. It's so true. It's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> that is <laughs> it's what's very weird.
0: Being a dancer in Canada is very
1: hard. <laughs> to be hardest. Hardest. Being a dancer in Canada is very hard. Can you be solely a dancer in Canada? If you do not work for the National Ballet, mm-hmm. can you be only a dancer in Canada? Or
0: Alberta Ballet. Nope, okay. I will not even piece all those answers I have a second jobs. Do they?
1: What about the Winnipeg ballet? Royal Winnipeg? Probably. <gasps>
0: okay. Royal Winnipeg, you'll be able to.
1: Okay. Royal Winnipeg.
0: Any any type of national
1: or Ballet BC? Ballet BC. Right. Yeah.
0: But again, all ballet. Yeah. Yeah. So. I. <laughs> and then like every other
1: positions, I would guess is contract work. Mm-hmm. Like if you work for Crystal Pite, yeah. or you work for Kid Pivot, you're, it's not a contract-to-contract basis. You're not a full-time company member. No. No. I don't... I think the idea of just being solely a dancer is non-existent if you're gonna do non-ballet mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think it's yeah can you can you imagine it's like when we get older when i get older i'm gonna be like back in the day you could be a dancer in this city <laughs> <laughs> that was once an occupation
0: I, how do we fix it? Ugh. I mean, I thought it was like possible coming out of university and then I quickly
1: learned that it probably wasn't. I was like, it's not the eighties anymore, Corinne. Yeah. Yeah. I don't live in New York. Even if you live in New York. In oh New York, my. In, like in the eighties though? Oh yeah. 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 New York. Yeah. Y- yes. You it's know. not the, totally it's right. New York and it's not the eighties. Yeah. yeah. You're totally right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even my time in New York, I just felt really lucky to be living here. Just waking up inspired. <sighs> New York is scary. Scarier than here, I think. Mm-hmm. How so? Just like there's more, even more dancers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's mm-hmm. more competition. There's more competition. Mm-hmm. The cost of living is more.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think even like going to auditions in New York. I mean, you've done auditions in New York. I've done auditions in New York. The it's, you know, like the people that are showing up, it is it is, a
1: level of intimidation or like a yes. waiting game or... It's crazy. Yes. I recently did a class for, um, it was like a contemporary open class, but it is known that this choreographer is going to be doing auditions soon. Oh. So okay. everyone was there. Oh, and yeah. everybody was just like, Flipping out. Oh yeah. Like the energy <sighs> was like exciting or like too much? Was too much. Just like I'm gonna get a concussion. Someone's gonna kick you in the face. Someone's gonna kick me in the face because mm-hmm. they want this job and they're gonna kick real high. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do as many turns as they can and not care about who's around them. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I mean
0: since I was, so I when I did the sleep no more audition the yeah. first time, I was quite lucky because I got in because my sister, which I'm fine saying, <laughs> um, so I got called in for it. But there was a girl in the line, and I she was like behind me, and she, if you've seen sleep no more, you know that there is a bald witch character. So you need witches that are willing to sh- shave their head, yeah, or show their breasts mm-hmm. and there's nudity in the show and the girl was saying that she shaved her head just for this edition oh <gasps> and she i mean she made it to the callbacks but
1: but she shaved her she head was
0: like bald the- witch ready
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't sign like she hadn't signed a contract. She, she just, just, It
0: was just like in the audition, like you were walking and you know, maybe she, I just like heard a part of a conversation. Maybe she had like been planning to shave her head for you know months. And then this was the perfect opportunity that arose. It's definitely completely possible. But I remember just being like, <laughs> <laughs> where am I? <laughs> where <laughs> am
1: I? Yeah. They are hard. like, mm-hmm. every single know. time I go to New York, I'm like, these people are on another level. I don't know if I could hustle that hard and be happy. Yeah. It's It's, a hustle. It is
0: like your only life. It is the only thing you do. It is That is it.
1: And the thing is like what I was reminded of too when I was there is like, you need money. Uh You cannot be from a poor family and live in the city and keep doing professional development while not having a job so you can attend those auditions. like you so like either those like people have money or they live at home or they're being financially supported by somebody something mm-hmm. or they're have a side gig and they're yeah working 60 hours a week and when you have a side gig what does that mean for your dance like are you able to dance every day mm-hmm. so then you stay because fit? you have to in new york mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> It's a hustle that isn't existent here. I don't think. Right?
1: (sighs) Good question. What do you think? Mm.
0: I think that we're lucky enough to have like healthcare here. I I think so too. And we're lucky enough that the idea of this hustle for healthcare or for um, mm-hmm. right. There's certain things we don't have to worry about. Yes.
1: Yes. But moving from
0: Calgary to Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed a
1: huge shift in that, the mentality around right. working. Right. And that to me was crazy. I was like, cause I felt, cause I moved here alone and didn't know anybody. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, everybody has three jobs. Everybody has blinders on. I'm not making any friends
0: because if I don't or fit, if I don't get in their way, they just don't notice me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was what I found. But then I fell into that and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I also like love that. So. Yeah. It's just like. Also there's like a. Res- like respect to that where I was like. Oh everybody is so focused. Yeah. On what they want. Yeah. They're just. They're making it happen. Yeah. I feel like there's still a hustle here. Yeah. 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 But I think you're right. Like. To the extreme. Like, if you break your foot here, you're going to be okay to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yes. If you fall off your bike, you'll be okay to go to the hospital. If you hurt yourself at an addition, throwing your leg in the air. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or get a concussion yeah. from someone kicking yeah. you. You'll be able to go to the hospital. You'll be able yeah. to go to the hospital. I think there's less fear. Mm-hmm which may be why it feels different in Toronto versus New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a bigger social safety net. Right. Yeah. Right. We're lucky.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. And even in terms of funding. Yeah. Like through the arts councils. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We we're very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I'm so excited to see... This work because i didn't get to see it at dance matters sarita
1: yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. There, well hopefully uh yeah well you're gonna have two times to see it mm-hmm. one time is there audience feedback at both showings i believe it's yeah it's like Showing how organized you are Jesus <laughs> Where's the CBD
0: oil? I need to bring all of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so SummerWorks is uh, August 12th, 15th, and 18th. Great. Right. The Citadel series, which is the, the fall one, which is the official premiere, would be November 27th to November 30th, and then December 4th to the 7th. Cool.
0: That's awesome. So we have to ask you a question.
1: Yes. Is being an artist fucking killing you? It's killing me. (laughs) Why do we decide to do this? (laughs) No, seriously. I don't know. It's like this thing. It's like this passion that you just can't get rid of. She just fell into the couch. (laughs) (laughs) It's this passion that you can't get rid of. And now you're in a sense, in some sort of way, addicted to this to the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. So then when you're, it's just loaded. It's just loaded. You know, when you're trying to find a home and you can't find a home, you could, the reason why you can't find a home in the city is because you can't afford to live in the city because you're an artist. Mm -hmm. Or for instance, like, what you know when you go back to your hometown and people say, like, "Well, why aren't you married with three kids? Everyone else, your age is doing that right? Yeah, well, because I'm an artist, or people just like don't understand what you do. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you doing? We don't understand what you do every day. You must have an easy, easy life. Yeah, you don't go to work every day. Oh, you don't go to work every day. <laughs> You must, you must just love your life. You must like have a coffee in the morning. You sleep all night. There's no, you don't have to take (laughs) sleep. No, No, I just have nightmares all night and roll around. You just have nightmares all night. And then you think in the morning at 655 when the birds start chirping, when they, and they're saying like, they're, they're tweeting, but they're actually saying, why aren't you working? Yeah. Why aren't you working? You better and check so, your email. You better check your email. Why aren't you checking <laughs> your email? In your ear. It Tweeting in your ear. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <scary>. <laughs> so, yes. Oh. So, Yeah. Yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm, that was a loaded question yeah oh
0: thank you so much Sarita thank Thank you you. this is so fun
1: this is great this is really great I'm happy that you guys are doing this wow (laughs) this is really really great that you're doing this seriously
0: thank you yes Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can catch us on Spotify
1: and iTunes and basically
0: anywhere you can download or listen to podcasts. Leave, leave us a review, subscribe, um, hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon. We always need supporters and we always need friends. So let us know what you're thinking. And thank you guys so much.